Man, well, this was so much fun, Amanda. I really don't want to stop, but I do I want to. I know, I love talking stop. to you. Can I leave it with one last money mindset? You're going to appreciate this one. Oh, absolutely. Go okay. for it. Because you told me to check out David Nagel, which I was already aware of, but like I've been getting deeper into it. And one of the, I realized that, you know, once the whole thing of making more money, making more money, we're often told like, oh, it's because people are greedy. No, it's because we're constantly expanding, right? And the universe is constantly expanding. Like you don't have to tell a flower to bloom. It just blooms, right? And David Nagel says that. But, you know, there's other analogies. Like you don't have to tell an embryo to become a baby. It just does, right? You don't have to tell a seed to become a tree. It just does, right? And we as humans are a part of nature. So we're constantly looking for ways to expand. It's not a bad thing. We're told it's a bad thing but it's not. It's actually the most natural thing in the world. So if you hit a plateau and you want to make more money, right? Um, or, or you want to just do better, you constantly are looking for ways to, to do better. That's where fulfillment is. It's a totally natural process. The hard part is that we're human, right? So we can say no to the natural process. Like a plant can't say no, right? But a human can. And then the other part of it is that the world that we live in is operating under a broken system when it comes to money and they try and beat it out of you. I hope everyone here is learning so much today from the great Amanda because that was absolutely amazing. And David Nagel, I mean, one of my favorite podcasts that I just keep coming to every now and again, like maybe once a year. It's nice to get a refresher on that. But his, um, what is it, the Art of Success School? I forget what it's called, but it is phenomenal. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm actually doing another one. I'm like, what, what's this one called? Let me see. It's like mastering the prosperity mindset or something like that. It's some other one that he has. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is the stuff that, this is the good stuff, right? Because, <laughs> you know, because I'm, and I had an experience this week where, you know, a month ago I wasn't feeling too hot and suddenly the leads weren't coming in right? But I wasn't feeling that well, you know, I'd had surgery and I was still trying to work, but I wasn't really into it. I wasn't on fire. Like, you know, obviously my, my vibration was kind of low, right? This week, cause I wasn't feeling well, right? Totally natural. This week I'm like, I'm on fire. I'm getting up at 6am. I'm working out. I'm going to like allow no excuses. I'm going to enjoy what I do. Girl, I had to take Google voice off my phone yesterday because it was driving me crazy from the amount of messages that were coming in. Right. Wow. And these were from the same people that I tried to contact a month ago in her crickets. Hmm. Interesting. It's always like that. It's always like that. So, um, the energy like really, really matters. That is a big part of this. Um, and again, the world will just try and beat it out of you. I agree. You know, your energy is really, really important. And it's important to be in tune with your mind, your body, your spirit, and just listen and engage with yourself so that you can be your best self. But I think that's something that people need to start doing more often. Yeah. And that sometimes involves holding yourself accountable, which I find people have a difficult time doing. Tell me if you agree with this or not, right? The whole idea of self-love as it's being perpetuated is bullshit. And here's why, right? I will sometimes go on Instagram stories and I'll be like, listen, guys, I didn't meet a goal today or, you know, I didn't work out this morning, you know, or I'll, I'll tell myself, like, I need to stop being a little bitch, 
right? Like this is how I talk to myself in my own mind when I catch myself complaining because that's what works for me, right? Mm -hmm. And people will immediately be like, oh my God, no, love yourself. I'm like, no, don't you understand? I am loving myself right now because I'm holding myself accountable. That is part of loving yourself. Right. I'm not like calling myself a terrible person because I didn't work out this morning or because I didn't meet a goal. That's what you got like that. That's the, what you're trying to avoid. Right. But you still got to hold yourself accountable. Like I'm not going to slack in the name of self love. Hmm. That's, that's a really interesting thought. And I, I definitely understand what you mean. I think you know, we're going to have our bad days. And of course, you know, don't beat yourself up too much. And Barbara Corcoran talks about, you know, give yourself a pity party for one day, but tomorrow it's game time. It's time to get back into it. Exactly. You know, so there are going to be good days and bad days, but it's not okay to be mediocre. It's not okay to just, you know, keep eating that fifth donut, you know, of the day, like, (laughs) and calling it and call it or like one thing, it drives me nuts, because I understand the principle. But there's so many business coaches out there, particularly for women, who are like, go get the massage. I'm like, they're not even making money in their businesses to go pay for a massage. Like, I understand the concept that you're trying to teach these people, but they're not even at financial solvency yet. Like it literally cannot compute right now. You got to get them to a baseline first. I agree. And it's, I would like to see more people just be real, kind of like Gary V and Grant Cardone. I mean, they're just going to be honest and just tell you like it is. Some people don't like that because they want to hear the sugar coated stuff, but you know what? No, sometimes we need to hear that because otherwise we're going to be exactly where we are. Yeah. And like, it's like me telling myself to stop complaining and stop being a little bitch. Right? I think that's why I like Grant Cardone and Gary Vee. Cause I'm like, thank you. Someone's like telling me the damn truth. Right. On like a lot of the female centric coaches who are like, just go get a massage. I'm like, what the f- I need money. Like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? In the beginning, I didn't understand it. I was so frustrated. Right. Now that I do have cash flow coming in and I do understand money and I understand sort of other, I I got past baseline. Now I understand what they're saying, right? Which is like, don't hoard money, right? And make sure you're taking care of yourself, right? But if you're only making 20 grand a year off your business, like you're not getting a massage. Sorry, not sorry. Right, right. We got to have our priorities in check. I mean, look, (laughs) if you can't afford to do it, there's no reason why you should be swiping your credit card to get in more debt to do it. There are other things you can do, you know, to have a Zen life that are completely free. Right. Meditation's free. I did that for years while I was broke. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so this idea that's perpetuated and I'm like, see, this is the part that's missing. And, And I'm very passionate about women particularly because I see it as more of an epidemic and an issue there. Right. It's like, they need to get comfortable with the idea of even making money first. Like they have to cash flow first, right? They ain't getting that from a massage or a manicure or any of that. And you know what? Um, This is actually something we did in our business because trust me, we were making money, but we were living like we were broke (laughs) for a long time. And I needed a new laptop. I have a MacBook Pro now. We could have easily just used our our business debit card to pay for it, but we didn't want to take money out of our hard-earned 
revenue account. So what we did was, and this was my husband's idea. He was like, well, how about you do this? Let's create a goal. If you bring in, you know, four more big contracts, then we'll get the laptop. So what it did for me was it gave me motivation to work hard and bring in more business, bring in more revenue. And then that paid for the new laptop. So then I didn't have to tap into my existing budget, my existing money. I actually created the money for it. Right. And I do that all the time in business, right? Like in my personal life, because I can live pretty simply and I like living simply because it gives me more mental focus and happiness overall. Like I don't like having a bunch of shit around. It stresses me out. Right. Um, But in in my business, for example, like I'm doing a client event and I just booked a photo shoot for while I'm in Washington, D.C. because I'm like, Right, because I'm like, well, we got to be there a few days before because that's how the free flights worked out. So I'm still frugal in some areas, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Right, like I, you work it. It's a game, okay? Yes. Um, you know, the free, but because the flights were free, we're going to be there four days before the actual conference starts, right? So I'm like, okay, well, what can we do to deduct this whole trip? There you go. Uh, I could go get a photo shoot and up and in a beautiful city. Washington DC is gorgeous, right? It's probably one of the most beautiful cities in the country, right? Mm-hmm. And just like update some photos one of the days that we're there, you know? Now, does this cost money? Yeah, right? But now I'm going to go work my ass off to go find the money. A lot of people are like, um, especially in business, I find this really screws them up, especially if they did like the Dave Ramsey route of things. Dave Ramsey is great for getting out of debt. He sucks when it comes to making money advice. (laughs) The stuff he says doesn't even make sense when it comes to like investments and things. I'm like, this mathematically doesn't add up. Like what, where are you getting this from? Right? Not his forte. He knows his lanes to getting out of debt thing. He knows who his audience is. Right. And by the way, for those of you listening, if you love Dave Ramsey, if you think he hasn't leveraged debt to build his company, you're dreaming. He just doesn't talk about it. You know? That's the only thing, because it's not his lane. It's not his thing. You know, it's not what his company's, and that's great, right? But don't assume that the man has never used debt in his life for anything. Right, right. And right. he is definitely gung ho on absolutely no debt. But we believe that there's good debt and there's bad debt. More of the Robert Kiyosaki type of thinking. Exactly. So people will stop themselves, particularly those who came from that sort of methodology, and they'll be like oh no, I can't invest in my business because I don't have the cash. And I'm like, do you know how many times I haven't had the cash slap this shit on a credit card and then hustled my way to find the money to pay it off because it needed to get done, period, point blank, end of story. So it's a different way of thinking. It's like, oh, I want this thing, right? Let me go find the money. And I understand not everybody has that kind of chutzpah. You got to kind of work your way up to that, right? And I'm in no way advocating, you know, spending $5,000. I hear stuff like this all the time where you go spend $4,000 on a photo shoot and you don't even know what you're selling. I'm not talking that, right? (laughs) Right. I'm talking more like, do I need education? Right. Um, You know, do I need this software? Do I need to work with this person? I'm talking more stuff like that. You know, like what is the thing that's going to stretch you next in your business? And there's going to be tons of moments where, no, you don't have the cash. Not right then and there. And you have to ask yourself those tough questions because, you know, again, money is a very emotional thing, but we have to think more logically about, okay, is this really going to get me to where I need to be? Is this something I have to have right now? 
Is this something that can wait? And you have to ask yourself those kinds of questions. So, cause it was very easy for me to just say, oh yeah, I really need this laptop and I really did. But you know what, instead of just pulling the money out, how about I can wait a good couple of months and it didn't take long after I met my goal to get the thing that I wanted. So it yeah, just and discipline. <laughs> it takes discipline and I, and it goes back to like needing to have a, a very insane amount of self-awareness because oh, you know what yes. you can handle, right? And it also has to do with not letting your emotions get the best of you. I remember I was in a sales conversation with someone and they came from the traditional personal finance space and they were really struggling, right? And you're in sales, so you're going to love the story, right? <laughs> they were really struggling to like, invest and persuade to profit. And I'm like, how much money do you have sitting in your savings account right now? Oh, I have like 10 grand. Okay. So it's not that you don't have the money. So what's really going on? Right? Oh, well, you know, I'm afraid of letting it go. And I'm like, here's what's going to happen if you don't get help. The summer's going to come, right? And you're not going to know how to deal with the slump mm. that comes into your industry. That's when that money will really be gone. So you better use some of that money to learn what it is to do so that doesn't happen. That makes sense. Right? But the thing is, when someone's so wrapped up in the emotions of it, and you're in sales, so you probably hear people's emotional stuff around money all the time. Oh, and the way yeah. That, yeah, the and, and what I teach my clients, I'm like, listen, when they get emotional, it has nothing to do with you. Right? It's their own money going on, and you just need to be aware of what people deal with when it comes to emotions and money right? You need and, and give them that space and walk them through it. Like, don't lose your cool. Don't shut down. Don't, you know, like walk them through it, right? Walk them through the decision. Let's get logical here because they're not thinking logically. They're thinking with their emotions. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And a, and a lot of people are attached to their money as well. And understandably so, you know, I mean, it's, it's not fun to see all that money go away. <laughs> it can be kind of scary at first, like, oh my God, like, what did I just do? Or, you know, how am I going to make that money back? But it, it can definitely be a scary decision. So that's something we can all definitely relate to, but it does take discipline. And if you're, if you're buying the right thing, I mean, and if it's going to give you a return on an investment, I mean, you, it's a no brainer. Yeah, I think that's part of it too. Like there's a difference between getting into credit card debt because you overspent on shit you didn't actually need, right? Mm -hmm. And using a credit card because it's an investment and it's the only form of capital you have right now and it is what it is. That's what it's there for. If people spent their money wisely and use their credit card debt wisely on investments, you know, on books and courses and things of that nature, they would actually be out of their debt sooner instead of buying red bottom heels. And I mean, nothing wrong with that, but are you going to make money off those red bottom heels is the question. Yeah. And then I actually did an experiment earlier this year where I was like, well, I need some cash flow because I have to worry about payroll right now. So let me not pay off the business credit card debt in full this month. Right. And I also just kind of wanted to see it as an experiment to see what would happen because I'd never done that before. Mm -hmm. Right. But mostly it's because like, no, I got payroll to worry about now. So let me just I want the cash where it is, right? Um, and it was a decision that I made kind of like, okay, this is what makes the most sense. And I remember having this part, and then I remember I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have an interest payment. Oh, my God. You know, going through the whole thing, stressing out about it. Do you want to know what that, do you want to know what I spent two weeks stressing about? 150 bucks. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so stupid. 
Like I literally just wasted so much time and energy over 150 bucks. Damn thing was paid off in full the next month, you know? <laughs> so it, it's, you know, but I, I'm like, wow, like our emotions really screw us up. <laughs> yes. Yes. We have to be very careful and it doesn't take much. No, it doesn't take much at all. And I'm like, whoa, but we're taught to be so scared, so terrified we're taught that it's like a, a silver bullet, an end all be all. And I'm like, that is not true. Like there are so many paths on this financial journey. And most of what people are telling you, like just in general by society, most people don't know what they're talking about, you know? So, and then sometimes people get triggered and they're like, oh, that's really great. Cause you know, you have a multiple six figure company. Now it's like, I didn't always have a multiple six figure company. And I was still thinking and acting this way. Mm. How do you think I got to the multiple six figure company? Yeah. And it's something that we all deal with. And occasionally, you know, my emotions will try to trip me up. And I'm like, no, no, no. We're human. <laughs> we're past that now. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're human. I was going through it now because I'd very, like, meticulously planned something out during the slower season and the cash flow was really good. So I was like, all right, I got to take a step back from sales right now and focus on this back end stuff because this needs to get done. So let me do it during the slow stuff. Cash flow is good, right? I kind of planned it out perfectly right? In terms of like, I knew when I would have to get back to revenue generating activities and that's what I'm doing. Right. But now I'm like, for a minute there, I was like, Oh my God. Oh my, like all these old things started coming back just cause I was out of practice. I took six weeks cause I had to go handle something else out. And that was enough for like old bullshit to come back in. Yep. If you leave that door cracked, I mean, it'll creep its way back in. It's incredible. Yeah. It's insane. And we have to be so acutely aware of it. And that's why I'm like, okay, you can't let up on the money mindset stuff. You can't stop the meditations. You can't stop, you know, reading the wealth consciousness books. There's a book I recommend to my clients all the time called Overcoming Under Earning by Barbara Stanny. I personally had to read that book three times in order for it to really land. Wow. You know, you know, you always have to be referring back to it. Like this is not something you can slack on just like you can't slack on working out and eating right. Absolutely. And I'm glad you recommended that because uh, I want to definitely put that in the show notes along with the other book that you recommended earlier. Um, so I definitely want our listeners to be able to, you know, if they have time to go to the bookstore or maybe just who goes to the bookstore anymore, what am I talking about? Just download Audible or ebook and check those out. So that's awesome. Last night on Twitter, Someone said, when someone tells you to slow down, I'm so over this slow down conversation, right? When someone tells you to slow down, usually it's because they overestimated what they could do in a very short amount of time and they start quitting, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, when most people will tell you to slow down, it's because they quit because either they don't, they're not committed to what it is that they want to do. And that's when you hear stuff like, oh my God, it's so hard. You have built a seven figure company. Was it as hard as you thought it was going to be? I mean, it definitely takes, without a doubt, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of hours and late nights, early mornings. I mean, there was one time we worked 24 hours with no sleep. Uh, it definitely takes an immense amount of sacrifice. It's not easy, but it's definitely possible. Yeah. So one of the, with the wealth, so it's, so people, but people will make things unnecessarily more difficult than they actually have to be. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that in myself. I'm super guilty of that. I will overcomplicate the shit out of something, right? And I've told my whole team, I've told my whole team, if you see me doing this, call me out. You right? know, and I think as, 
as adults, I realize that's something that we tend to do. What I love about kids is that they're so simple. I mean, one plus one equals two. That's it. They don't try to overcomplicate and bring in decimals and fractions. And as adults, you know, we kind of make our lives a little bit more complicated than what it needs to be. I think another reason they give up too easily is because they expect it's going to come faster than it actually does. And they're just very not accustomed to being uncomfortable. They're just like, no, 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 change. And then I have a client who's going through this now where she's, um, she's a speaker. Um, that's her business model. And she does workshops and speaking gigs at universities. A year ago, this girl had been doing free speaking gigs, free writing, free work for three years, and she was exhausted, mm-hmm. right? Now she's getting universities booking her for three consecutive events, right? And she's coming up with an idea where I had to tell her, I'm like, girl, you ain't sitting on six figures, you're sitting on seven, right? (laughs) Like the transformation in a year, right? And the like zero Fs, right? About going to go get her money, right? And what's, what's been so interesting to, she's got like 15 calls set up, right? From pitches that she sent out. And one of the things that's been so interesting about her is when she started doing that, right? She's like, oh my God, my ego's coming in. They're booking the calls and we're going into negotiations. And, and like, I'm like, mayday, 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 like something, this feels so uncomfortable. And I'm like, that's normal because your, your ego mind or your subconscious mind is like, whoa, 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 whoa. This wasn't in the plans. What are we doing here? I'm very uncomfortable. And a lot of people don't know how to sit with that. We have to take, take control and dominate and, that is a really, and you know, that goes back into mindset as well. I mean, mindset is everything. And managing your emotions. Now, the great thing about that client is she's actually like a trauma survivor. So she's had to do a lot of work around her emotions and self-awareness just to move on from the trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now she helps other trauma survivors. Like, that's her thing, right? Um oh. So it's actually helping her in learning how to manage her emotions when it comes to money. She just didn't know she was allowed to do that because she came from like a nonprofit social justice space. That's incredible. I love what she's doing. Yeah. So that was an example where she's like, what is happening? She's like sending me emails like, oh, I'm freaking out. I'm like, it's normal. Don't worry about it. Just move through it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's very normal. And it's, and it's something that you're always going to be fighting with for a long time. Eventually for the rest of your life. Silence it for like to a good amount, but sometimes it creeps its way back in. (laughs) Yeah. Or what was the other thing that I said? Or just people aren't committed. Like people give up so easily. It's crazy. I posted on Facebook yesterday. I'm like, someone rejected you. So what? Ask why right? Or you haven't heard back from someone, hit them up again. (laughs) It's like people take excuses from other people so easily because they take excuses so easily from themselves. You're right. People do give up way too easily. And if you're going to be an entrepreneur or build your own business, this is not for you. If you're just going to give up at the first no, because you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that is pretty much what being an entrepreneur is all about. I get rejected all the time still. And people are like, what? I'm like, I mean, obviously my close rate is like way better than it used to be. Right. <laughs> right. 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 But I still get rejected all the time. <laughs> like, you know, exactly. Exactly. It's just a part of the game. Right. And then, so I said to people on a Facebook post yesterday, I'm like, none of these things that I have told, or if someone says they can't afford it, it's bullshit. 
start probing, 95% of the time it's bullshit, right? Um, so, and, and I said on the Facebook post, I'm like, none of these things are actually difficult to do, right? The only reason they're uncomfortable is either because you're not accustomed to doing it, right? Or you still care too much about what other people think of you. Yep. And it's usually the latter. <laughs> it's usually the latter. And trust me, that's something I am constantly working on myself because I care way too much about what people think. I've gotten better over the years, but I'm not perfect in that area. And that's something I'm always looking to improve. But oh, I started getting some hardcore trolls a couple weeks ago. We started doing paid advertising. Most of what I've built up until now has not been with any form of paid advertising whatsoever. Mm hmm right? Um, which in and of itself, once I started like bringing in sales experts to like help me build out a system to bring people in, they're like, this is impressive. <laughs> right? um, you got leads coming in every day, <laughs> right? Um, so what was so interesting was we just started doing, started learning more about the paid advertising and Facebook because I kind of neglected it. And I was like, we got to layer this in, right? Twitter and IG are dope. They're on fire. Okay, that's done. We got a system. Let's go to Facebook and YouTube, right? Because um, I want leads coming in from all places. And what was so interesting was when we started doing the paid advertising, girl, the trolls started coming out. Like, I used to get one or two trolls, like, every once in a while. It was like one or two trolls a day. Wow. Right? And for a second, I got taken out because I'm human, you know? You know, and it wasn't even constructive shit. It was like, your video's boring or like, you're ugly. Or, you know? Wow, that is so mean. And right, right. But it, that, that stuff exists on the internet, right? It is what it is. Um, and what was interesting was I let it take me down for a second because I'm human and I, I'm used to having a lot of eyeballs on me, but I'm not used to having so many on me quite yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely not used to that yet. Like I've had trolls, but not like one or two a day where it's like whack-a-mole, you know? Right. Um, you know? Um, so I was like, whoa, right? Well, I went to go look one of them up, right? And it said his, uh, gra he graduated from a correctional facility. Wow. Yeah. So I used that as the lesson. I'm like, and I knew this, right? But I guess I needed the proof, right? Where it's like when people are doing that, like they're hurting, they're not doing that much with their own lives. Because who goes out of their way to like take people down online? And with their Twitter fingers, you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Not even in a constructive debate, but because I wasn't used to it yet, like, I think Cardi B talks about this at some point. She's like, listen, just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean you ask for the shit people throw at you online. That's true. That's very and, true. And you're still human. Like, you still, you are. you're mm -hmm. still human at the end of the day. So I was having one of those moments where, and I, I, my energy was tanking where I was like, oh my God, am I on the right track? Am I doing the right thing? Like that doubt started creeping in, right? And I was like, wait a minute, what happened to that woman who once got a three page long email from some troll about how full of shit she is when she announced that she'd had her first five figure month and this troll called her a spammy online marketer and she made that her Halloween costume. Wow. Where's that girl? <laughs> wow. That is insane. You know, the trolls out here, I mean, it's just crazy, but I've, I've had to learn and, it, and it's still a process, you know, that a lot of times, and you're, you hit it on the head, those people are hurting and a lot of times those people just don't have anything going on in their life. The people who are quick to criticize have nothing going on. I mean, it, my assistant was like, oh my God, these people are crazy. And I'm like, 
let our Facebook person handle it. Like, don't even pay attention to it, you know? And she's young. She's 23. So I'm like trying to teach her all the things no one taught me at 23. Right. <laughs> right? And she also keeps me young. Right. Um, even though I'm not that old, but I make that joke. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and she's like, Oh my God. And I'm like, don't worry about it. Like just, just let the Facebook person handle it. Like we don't have to worry about this shit. Don't even pay attention it's a good thing. We're on the right track. But it took me like a good five days of feeling like shit before my mind came back around, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I'm sure. I mean, that's just hurtful stuff. That would take me out too. But you're right. Like if people are criticizing you, you're actually on the right path. And that's something that Grant definitely talks about. He even, you remember when he was saying at the conference, like if people are unsubscribing, that's a good thing. Hit the list. And so he welcomes that criticism the rejection because he believes that means he's getting their attention yeah and the thing is that those are the same i have a, a couple of friends who are really good with the clap back right <laughs> i mean I, I need to get on this level because i have a friend um who runs a, a finance he's a, a financial planner and he does real estate but his main thing is teaching people how to fix their credit right and one i've been observing him the last couple of years i'm like this guy is just like shameless when it comes and, and when it comes to his self promotion, and I know him on the back end, right? So I know what he's working toward. I know for him it's about legacy. I know for him it's about his daughter because I actually know the guy, right? I don't just see his stuff on the internet, right? So I know the the purpose and the drive behind all of it, right? So, but I'm like, this dude is shameless. What would happen if I became shameless? <laughs> oh man, let me tell you. I I need I need to learn that trait as well cuz I'm not quite there yet, but <laughs> So I'm like watching it. He's good with the trolls because oh my god, they tell him all kinds of mess on his ads and he ends up converting them into the webinar. <laughs> That's hilarious. Without even really fighting with them. Like he doesn't fight with them in like that kind of a way. Um and I think the other thing people need to pay attention to is y'all need to be smart. I think one of the things that's really great with entrepreneurs and one thing that makes awesome entrepreneurs is when you're able to sort of like take the signs of what's happening and readjust. So I remember the first time someone really came at me on the internet. It was like 2015. And my web designer had found this person who apparently had been using money, love, love, money, money, honey. I don't know. Elvis invented it. So I don't know what this woman was talking about. Right. Um, and my web designer was working on my rebrand. And she's like, oh, no, you're really going to like one of my clients. You guys are totally on the same wavelength. My book is called Make Money Your Honey. Right. This woman lost her damn shit right on her own facebook page dragging me to hell threatening legal action blah 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 right because she invented that people know her as the money honey woman on the airport i didn't engage my web designer did you want to know what i did mm -hmm. i called an attorney that same day and got that shit trademarked right i was like oh this is starting to cause problems guess i gotta go trademark it because people want it <laughs> wow Yep. Powerful lesson. That's what I did. I'm like, oh, you can say you invented it, but I own it. Yep. That, that'll shut them up real quick. So I think it, it takes a certain amount of resiliency. It takes a certain amount of self-trust. It takes a certain amount of confidence. It's not that this woman dragging me to filth on the internet and it was the first time I'd ever experienced it didn't freak me out. It did. I remember calling a friend like hyperventilating because it's never happened before. But it's like Barbara Corcoran says, where it's like, okay, give yourself that pity party for three minutes, but what's the lesson here? What is the universe showing you? What do you need to do right now? 
Wow, wow, wow. That's, this is good stuff, you guys. This was some bonus content for you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. The more, the merrier. So please understand, you guys, as you grow, whether it's in your business, your career, or personally, you know, as you overcome one obstacle, there will be other obstacles along your journey, but they make you stronger, embrace the failure, embrace the mistakes. So we hope you learned so much today. I know I learned a lot and this was just so much fun. Really enjoyed having you, Amanda. And I'm so Oh, I loved it. Are you kidding me? After like days and days of meetings, like just riffing for the last two hours, I'm just like, yes, (laughs) this is what I needed. (laughs) Awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. Oh man, I cannot wait. And so you guys, as you mentioned earlier, if you want to join her masterclass or if you want to sign up for her free course, you can go to her website at amandaabeya.com. And I'm going to have this in the show notes, but her last name is spelled A-B, B as in boy, E-L-L-A. So is there anything else that you have left that you want to say to the listeners? No, I think I gave you everything I got today. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Amanda, for being on the podcast. Really appreciate you. And thank you, podcast listeners, for joining us today. We'll see you soon.